0: Yeah. Welcome to another edition of Bucky's fifth podcast where we cover everything Wisconsin athletics. My name is Tyler Hunt and on today's show we're going to talk NFL draft recap everything from last week's actions. We'll talk about where everybody went and how they fit with their respective teams. After that we'll talk about some new offers that UW threw out on the football side and then we've got a new commit to talk about Wisconsin basketball as well as some recruiting updates from a 2024 big man that has got a lot of Badger fans excited. Before we get into the show, guys, I just want to give you guys a heads up. I do apologize. This is the only episode of the week. I'm currently working on buying a house, which is probably the hardest process we've ever had to do and and go through. It takes up a lot of time, a lot of different things to do. So I haven't had a ton of time to sit down, turn the microphone on, and get this podcast recorded, assuming everything goes well with the uh, appraisal and everything like that. We will also be moving over the next couple of weeks. So the regular two episodes a week may not always be the case, but luckily for us and the podcast and the listeners, we're now into May and June. The NFL draft is come and gone. Right now is really the slow time of year for Wisconsin athletics, and so it isn't necessarily something where we have to have two episodes a week just to cover everything. I'd certainly like to uh, have as many episodes as we can. I love the having the two regular scheduled ones. And get into a little bit more stuff when you have a little bit more time, but I'll certainly try and record as uh, as much as I can and, and continue to get you guys as many episodes as I can. But man, uh, for you listening that have bought a home, congrats to you because it is quite the arduous process in that regard. But that's neither here nor there for the listeners. So let's go ahead and get into the NFL draft. Of course, last weekend's action. Like I said, this is the only episode, so we're a little behind on catching up, but we'll start at the top. Leo Chnaul going to the third round of the Kansas City Chiefs. Really I think that's an interesting pick for him. I know in the podcast last week with Owen Reese we talked about, you know, where Leo Chnaul was going to go, what type of player he was going to be at the next level, where he would fit. I, I was kind of surprised to see the Chiefs taking a player like him, but I think as a as a team, Kansas City is probably wanting to get a little bit more physical with their defense. And Leo Chenault embodies all of that physicality. I know the knock on him the continual kind of conversation on that second draft day when Leo Chenal was one of the top players still on the board in that third round was that he's, of course, a run stopper, a thumper. You know, Owen talked about it, kind of your prototypical 80s linebacker where if he was getting drafted in, in 1985, he'd be a first-round pick, but a little bit falling down in terms of pass coverage. But, you know, Leo has said multiple times he expects to get better in that regard, and and if he does, I think it would be a really solid prospect for the Chiefs, and, and I think a, a nice fit for for to get a guy like that, you know, one of the top linebackers in college football in the third round, I think is tremendous value and I hope that he goes on to uh, a really solid playing career. I know he was, you know, he mentioned it multiple times in his post draft interviews how excited he was to have the opportunity to go learn and, and get better. And I think he'll certainly be a guy that we saw the how fast his college career trajected off, you know, out of high school, a guy that there were a lot of rumblings like, Hey, this kid has got something. You know, this kid's kind of special, but recruiting wise Maybe wasn't as high on, on a lot of those 2 four sevens and, and on threes at the time. And all those recruiting boards wasn't ranked as highly as others. But if you saw him physically, you knew that he was going to be a guy that really maybe took the next step. So I think uh, Leo Chanel hopefully will go on to a really strong career in Kansas City. One pick later was Logan Bruss on the offensive line going to the Los Angeles Rams. Really, what more can you say about that one? I mean, it seems like a match made in heaven. You, you know that the Rams seem to love Wisconsin offensive linemen and and I think Logan Bruss again, in terms of a value pick in the third round, is a really great pickup for them. He's a guy that, you know, as as Owen talked about in the last episode, can can swing and play a lot of different positions, which is what NFL teams really like to see. They don't want to necessarily have to pitch and hole you into into one specific spot. And I think Logan Bruss gives you some value there that he can come in, have some familiarity with some other guys on the team and off the on the offensive line, learn that system quick. And, and likely hit the ground running there and, and be either a guy that you know this upcoming year is, is maybe a swing guy, but I would not be surprised if he's a guy that can come in and, and be uh, a top two lineman for you or even and work his way into a starting role. So I'm excited to see what Logan Bruss can do, and, and the connection between the, the Rams and Badgers just continues to, to go on, and, and I think it makes a ton of sense for him. After that, you had Jake Ferguson in the fourth round going to the Dallas Cowboys, which for many of us Packer fans, was probably a stab in the heart a little bit when you look at it, Of course, you're super happy for Ferguson to get an opportunity, but to go to a, a team that, that many Packer fans like myself kind of consider a little bit uh, of a rival, teams that don't like each other, uh, that was certainly a tough to see, but certainly great for, for Jake Ferguson. I think he'll go in there and, and really be a guy that I think can improve a lot, and, and that's not saying that he hasn't been a really good tight end prospect for Wisconsin or a tight end for, for the past few years. He's been excellent. But I think he's got a, uh, the ability to, to really work hard and, and get after it at the NFL level as well. So I'm excited to see what he can do despite it being in Dallas. I think he could be a, a nice pickup for them, kind of that red zone uh, target for, for Dak Prescott in that offense. You know, They've got a lot of speed. They've got a lot of talent at the wide receiver spots there. But if you can find a guy that can kind of take up space over the middle and, and just be your possession-type receiver, that safety blanket, I think Jake Ferguson would fit really well into that role for them. So I'm excited to see what he can do there. After that, in terms of draft spots, you had two players going to the Denver Broncos, one in the sixth round, one in the seventh round. Matt Henningsen, we talked about it last episode with with Owen, um, when we talked about the NFL draft, a value pick. I think a guy that is is really a steal. So to get him in the sixth round, I think Denver got a huge win there. Um, I, I think he's just so athletically talented, so smart to get him in the sixth round is, is something that i think is it's a really nice pickup and you thought maybe he could even fall to someone even later but i think denver really got a good pickup there and he'll be a guy that is just a rotation guy for you for years to come and we will surprise some people out there in denver if you're if you're looking at who was a, a steal in this draft i, I really do think matt henningson is in terms of we've talked about him as an underrated player at the college level so many times didn't necessarily get the credit that I think he deserved in a lot of those. He had a lot of good defenders around him, but Matt Henningson was known for making plays from early in his college career, and I think he'll go into the NFL and then really surprise some people. After that, Fayon Hicks also went to the Denver Broncos in the seventh round. A nice pickup for them late in late in the game. Um, you know they like the the, the physical cornerbacks, and, and they're going. You know he's going to be going up against if he gets on the field for for Denver. You're going up against Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert in your division. So. Uh, a lot of teams that will be uh, uh, a competitive division. He's going to have to be ready to to play uh, at the NFL level against some high-quality uh, caliber competition there. Up next, we had some undrafted guys. Of course, he had Jack Sanborn going to Chicago. I think that's a great fit for him. Caesar Williams going out to Los Angeles for the Rams as well. That seems like a good spot for him to get a shot. Josh Seltzner rejoining Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. That could be a really nice spot. You know, they were clearly focused on running the football, establishing the run, having a physical offensive line. I know Owen said that Josh Seltzner really kind of impressed um, in his post-college, you know, testing and stuff like that. And, and I think Seltzner could be a nice uh, undrafted free agent pickup that really goes on to, to have a, a long cap, you know, career, possibly, you know, as a backup or, or a guy that gets worked into the role and, and really gives a team some depth on the offensive line. Scott Nelson, who, a guy that you know, Owen and, and some of us thought might be drafted, going to the Seattle Seahawks, trying to get that secondary back to normal. He could be a really good special teams guy, athletic freak that um, really has, has had some struggles in college with injuries, but when he was out there on the field was a guy that was really making plays. Danny Davis going up to Green Bay, Green Bay Packer, uh, which is always fun to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, of course, Green Bay in terms of going after the wide receiver position was very active in that market. And, and now getting another undrafted guy from Wisconsin. Who knows? You know, that connection has always been there. It reminded me of Jared Aberderis, um in that situation with a former Badger playing wide receiver for Wisconsin. Um, it should be a, a fun one to watch for him. We'll see how he, he goes to the next level and how quickly he learns and picks it up, but great for him to get an opportunity with the home state team uh, in Wisconsin. After that, Kendrick Pryor went to Cincinnati connecting with Joe Burrow. We'll see how he does. I know... There were some questions about how he projects at the next level, but everybody deserves a shot, and I think Kendrick Pryor is going to be a guy that will really try and come in and work and, and earn that spot. The, the next two, I think, again, kind of steals when you look at it. John Schnall going to the New York Jets. Fullback is generally not a position that is, is drafted, so it's not a surprise there, but in terms of fullback prospects, he's a guy that I think could really give you, if, if, you, if you have the fullback implemented into your offense and that's something you like to do and you want to establish the run and use one, Jack or John Chenal is, is one of the the top guys that you could get in that draft. And I think he'll be, you know, the next line of of Wisconsin fullbacks that, you know, maybe doesn't get a lot of draft pub, maybe doesn't get a lot of attention because of the position he plays, but will go on to be one of the more solid pro you know, pro fullbacks in the league and, and hopefully he gets the right use. I know and I know the Jets, you know, with with Wilson, they've got some figuring out to do on the offensive side of the ball, what they want to do, what works for them. Uh, but I think John Chennault, if you're looking for a fullback thumper to help you establish the run, he's your guy. After that, I, I think another, this one just makes total sense. Jack Cohn to the Indianapolis Colts, of course, a former Badger um, there, undrafted, but going to Indianapolis and and really a, a solid, smart kid that could be a, a career backup at the NFL. And that's not a knock on him in by any way, shape or form. It's just, he's a guy that you want in your room smart takes care of the football can give you the the leadership that you need at that position I, in terms of you know high caliber talent is he necessarily a guy that jumps off the page in terms of arm strength or, or anything like that not necessarily but it, it reminds me uh, a lot of of the Sorgy of the world you know the scott Tolzines of the world those backups that you have that you can call on and feel comfortable with and and with jonathan taylor hooking up with with back up with jack cohen and josh selzner is is really an interesting story there in indianapolis if you're a badger fan that doesn't have an allegiance to an nfl team um and you're looking for one to pick up it, it seems like the the indianapolis colts or the los angeles rams might be your spot because there's so many former badgers either there right now or are going to be new to there and getting their shot so it's really a, a fun time of year for the nfl draft to see where all these guys end up i, I think wisconsin has is, is really done a good job of getting their guys to the pro level. We've seen it year in and year out that they may not have, you know, the the top of the board first round pick type guys always. You know, you've got the, the Melvin Gordons, the Russell Wilsons, those type of guys, but even Wilson, you know, was a, was a third round pick. You've got Melvin Gordon, you've got some other guys, but you look at it, Jonathan Taylor, a first round pick, but they always have the the later round guys and, and kind of the value picks. You know, Chanel is a third rounder, Jake Ferguson, a fourth rounder, Matt Henningsen, a sixth rounder, Logan Bruss, a third rounder. Those are guys that I think really probably don't jump off right away in terms of the, the physicalness, the freakness in terms of athleticism, but will be a quality pro uh, for years to come. So I'm excited to see what each of these guys can do. We wish them the best it's been. A lot of fun to watch this group. You know, it's, it's kind of a, a group of all different guys when you look at some of them, you know, leaving after three years, some of them after four, and some of them after five and six with these COVID years and, and stuff like that. So to see this group that's really been together for a long time, a lot of these players that played a lot of football for Wisconsin, to see them going off to the next level is certainly a fun one to watch. And we wish them all the best and, and, and kind of puts a wrap and a bow on the NFL draft coverage. Now we have to just kind of keep an eye on where these guys go where they project and, and if they make an nfl roster that will be the the next thing is keeping updates on spring um and, and into training camp and uh, how these guys develop but should be a fun time of year to, to keep an eye on those guys for wisconsin football all right our next news story we'll get into some recruiting now starting with the transfer portal wisconsin threw an offer out to kamoyla LaTu, formerly a utah and has an interesting connection with the wisconsin badgers former teammate of nick herbig at St. Louis High School in Hawaii. He was part of the... top. next, in terms of news, we've got some recruiting stuff to get you guys updated on the football side. Then we'll get into some basketball. We'll start with the transfer portal offer that went out for Wisconsin to safety, Kamoi Latu, uh, formerly of the Utah Utes. Interesting connection to Wisconsin here. He's a former teammate of uh, Nick Herbig at St. Louis High School in Honolulu. Uh, Latu is part of that 2020 class. He was a safety three-star kid and according to 247, and and last year, played uh, all 14 games for Utah. He he had some tackles. He tackled 19 total tackles, three passes defended, making one start. Was really kind of a depth guy, but seems like he's looking for a situation where he wants to get a little bit more uh, playing time at at that level, and I think when you look at it, Nick Herbig has already been very publicly trying to to get him to come to Wisconsin, and it makes sense that they would throw that offer, And, and you would think based on that connection, that certainly is a possibility there. And I think that would be an interesting pickup because he he showed flashes with the Utah Utes this past year. I mean, he wasn't a guy that was out there consistently all the time, but certainly could be a guy that if he gets more and more opportunities, could make more plays. And when you look at the safety position, as we kind of talked about it, this is a guy that I think could really come in and give you a nice added layer at that safety room. When you look at it, you've got John Torgio in there, Right now, you've got Hunter Waller in there. Right now, you've got Travion Blaylock. After that, though, I, I think it's a little bit more unclear as to what you have at safety. And even the guys that you do have in that room already aren't necessarily guys that have been out there for a full season and, and proven veterans. You know, you look at Torchio, who kind of was a rotation guy last year. Travion Blaylock's mostly been a special teams guy that hasn't really gotten a ton of reps at safety. And then Hunter Waller, still a very young kid. So. This could be an opportunity to get another quality, you know, division one, power five type player in there that already has an established connection to Wisconsin, a former teammate and, and give you some depth with potential for more. I think when you look at Latou, he's a guy that it's not like he he played every snap at Utah where he's going to come over to Wisconsin expecting to be the starter right away. And that's not, that's just assuming he he does end up at Wisconsin, but there's certainly going to be other schools after him as well. It's a situation where the best you you now have four safeties that are gonna come in and the best man can can play and win and Jim Leonard that's what he's gonna go with you know you've got each player would have a little bit something differently you know Latou is a guy that can really come up make tackles be a physical safety some of these other guys are a little bit different everyone brings a different you know kind of skill set to the table but when you're running with two safeties you need two that you feel good about and then you can see certainly where injuries happen. A guy like Travion blaylock has been pa- banged up in the past. Those last few years, you've had Scott Nelson, who's bang- been banged up. You had Colin Wilder, who really helped you fill some of that depth this past couple of years. But I think you look at it and you, you really have to look at a guy like him and, and bring him in. And I think it gives you a nice added layer of depth where you feel like you have four safeties that you could go with at that, at that starter level um, and feel comfortable with playing. So, It'll be interesting to see if he ends up at Wisconsin. I know Nick Herbig certainly has has thrown his recruiting hat on to try and get him there, and hopefully that does because I think it's a, a nice pickup for Wisconsin that fits really well with what they need um, in that safety position and, and what they're kind of looking for in their defense overall. All right, so that's what we've got for offers in the transfer portal. We've also got some new recruiting offers that went out in the tr- general recruiting classes. We'll start with 2024 star wideout Jeremiah McClellan out of St. Louis Christian Brothers College High School, a place that Wisconsin has recruited and really tried to establish a foothold in that area. A guy with plenty of offers already. You know, you've got Wisconsin, but Arkansas, Colorado, Illinois, Iowa, Iowa State, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Missouri, Notre Dame, and Oregon. So plenty of schools in on a four-star wideout, six foot, one hundred eighty-five pounds, number five player in Missouri. So certainly a guy that Wisconsin would love to compete for. As I said, that Christian Brothers High School and that St. Louis area is something Wisconsin seems to really be trying to get a foothold in. It's not a huge area, but there's a lot of top prospects around there that Wisconsin, I shouldn't say top prospect, but quality recruits in there that can really give you something. So that will be an interesting one to watch on. But still, a 2024 kid already got a huge list of offers. Likely a long ways away from making a decision, but good for Wisconsin to Try and continue to establish that footprint in a little bit different of an area, not necessarily that typical Midwest area that you're used to seeing Wisconsin get after. Up next, another 2024 kid and running back, Gideon Etuka out of Gaithersburg, Maryland, Gaithersburg High School. uh, Tough one to say there. He also received a Wisconsin offer on Tuesday. He's got some other offers, Boston College, Liberty, and Maryland. It seems like he's a guy that his recruitment's kind of just getting going, not a ton in terms of ratings from these two far seven places, but 5'9", 225 pounds. He's an interesting prospect. I, I think he kind of looks, if you watch his huddle tape, uh, kind of bowling ball-ish in terms of a player that um, kind of a short, stockier guy, but really a physical runner that can really run through some arms, run through some tackles. And I think based on his running, could it almost eventually, if you look at it, you know, 5'9", 225. He could be a guy that really gets physical and maybe even develops into like a fullback based on his size and weight. Um, so that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Up next, you've got the 2024 four-star running back Brian Jackson out of McKinney, Texas. Um, McKinney High School also earned an offer from Wisconsin this past week. Ton of offers, some big schools. This one I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't think Wisconsin's going to go into Texas and win this battle. When you look at it, you got Alabama, Baylor, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas A and M. Going to be a tough one for the Badgers to win in that one. But a very physical player, a guy that really Wisconsin, if they could land it, would be ecstatic. But to to go into the state of Texas and win a running back that's already got you know multiple offers from the state of Texas and Alabama and Georgia. That might, might be a tough one for Wisconsin to to win at, but you never know, and that's why you throw the offer out. Up next, 2024 four-star linebacker Aaron Childs out of only Maryland, Our Lady of God Council High School, received an offer from Wisconsin as well. Another impressive list of offers for him, Florida, Georgia, Louisville, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, USC, Texas A&M. We'll see if Wisconsin can bring him in, uh, a guy that, a physical player and and really gets to the football. He's one of those uh, a really strong, impressive linebackers that could really develop into more in that 2024 class. I mean, these are guys that already have huge lists of offers and, and are still quite a bit of ways away from making a decision and, and could likely develop into more and more at that linebacker position and, and a top prospect that way. Last but not least, you've got uh 2023 three-star zach owenworth again out of st louis st louis university high school again wisconsin clearly trying to make some footholds in that area um been multiple offers in this last couple classes in that area and and this is one that i think wisconsin could be competitive in in that tight end room a three-star kid 2023 so a little bit closer to making a decision and he's got some other offers, but you look at it, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisville, Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue. And when you talk about St. Louis, there isn't necessarily that college football top program in the area pulling you one way or the other. So Wisconsin kind of has an opportunity to come in and possibly make a splash in and pick up a guy like Zach Orworth. So I think this is one that you look at 6'5", 220 pounds. Going to be making a decision here quick. Good blocker, good passer, I think could be a very good situation for Wisconsin. So that's one of the five that we just mentioned in terms of the new offers that have thrown out. This one seems to be the one that Wisconsin probably has the most realistic chance of closing when you talk about so many of these other guys or 2024 guys with a long time to make a decision, maybe a little bit higher rated prospect than what Wisconsin generally lands in some of those areas. Here, a three-star 2023 kid out of an area that you're trying to establish a good foothold in, in terms of recruitment, this seems like one that Wisconsin could really make a name for themselves. Other recruiting updates, we've got some cut-down lists. 2023 four-star offensive lineman Ian Reed out of Austin, Texas, received an offer from Wisconsin back in April, and he has included on his list of final 10 teams that will consider moving forward. The other nine teams a tough one here for wisconsin alabama ohio state texas a&m georgia clemson tennessee texas michigan and wisconsin so you're looking at that one's probably a a tough one to win there as well it still seems like a guy that you know right out of austin texas to for for the longhorns to miss out on a a four-star offensive lineman right in your backyard would be a tough blow for texas longhorns fans but we've seen the 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 pinnacle of texas football kind of fall far from that and right now they're a, a program kind of struggling no nfl draft picks for them this past year so and, and certainly guys pay attention to that so maybe wisconsin has a chance here it's nice to see them in the top 10 with a lot of those blue bloods but we'll we'll keep an eye out uh on that one but a 2023 four-star offensive lineman is certainly something that wisconsin would like to keep a uh, positioning in in terms of other updates we've got uh some new official visits set jordan meyer out of jefferson hills pennsylvania decommitted de- from Boston College a couple weeks ago, received an offer from Wisconsin, came for an unofficial visit. Now he's going to be in town for an official visit on June 9th through the 11th. So a nice pickup there for Wisconsin. We'll see if they can make a move on him. We've talked about him a little bit on the podcast. Certainly a player that could uh, be uh, a prospect that moves rather quickly and maybe uh, after this visit in June could uh, could make, make, make a decision. And hopefully that's in the Badgers' favor. As that wraps up everything on the football side in terms of recruiting, of course, a busy time of year for Badgers in the recruiting, and it's nice to see them throwing a lot of these different offers out and hopefully uh, making some splashes uh, similar to what they had a couple classes ago. We're not quite, uh, the the last recruiting class, maybe not quite up to snuff with what they're looking for, but we'll keep an eye on all things recruiting as we move forward. Now we'll go ahead and get into some basketball talk, but before we do that, I've got to talk to you guys about homefieldapparel.com. We've talked about Home Field a lot on this podcast. They're a great sponsor of ours. And on Saturday, May 21st, they'll be starting big new Saturday, season four. And it might just be their biggest one yet. So starting May 21st, they'll launch a new school every Saturday at noon for 14 weeks. You can sign up for a subscription shirt. You'll get one shirt a week for $20 each, which is about 38% off. So make sure to go over to Home Field Apparel, sign up for season four. You you gotta if you've already if you haven't signed up for one of the seasons in years past. It's a great opportunity for you to get a nice, cool T-shirt at a discount at random. And I tell you, you know, when you see that, you know, some people think, oh, it's a random T-shirt. Am I going to be worried about what I'm going to get? Don't worry about it. They pick out the best shirt in their collection. It's always something that will pop when you wear it, and it absolutely looks great. I'm wearing my Tennessee Vols home field apparel shirt right now. Incredibly soft, cool logo. And if you want to pick up the next collection of 14 schools, At a 38% discount, make sure to go over to homefieldapparel.com and check them out. I'm super excited for Big News Saturday, Season 4. All right, let's go ahead and get into some recruiting updates for Wisconsin basketball. The Badgers picked up a nice piece in the recruiting side, and former Wofford shooting guard, Klesmet, formerly of Nina, Wisconsin, a high school prospect in the state of Wisconsin, is going to be coming back home to play for the Badgers. He's a nice pickup, I think, for Greg Gardner system. As we mentioned, he took a visit to Wisconsin last weekend. Um, he left Wisconsin off his final four list of schools that included Clemson, Colorado State, South Carolina, and Vandy. So it seemed like Wisconsin was was kind of out of the running here, but clearly Greg, Greg Gardner and, and company had a conversation and, and was able to wow him during his visit for him to come over to the Badgers and play for his home's former home state there. Six-foot-three guard, 190 pounds. He was a very good player at Nina in high school, standout, and and really made a name for himself at Wofford. Um, Went in and and was a part of the all-freshman team uh, for the SOCON conference uh, by the media and then was really a guy that did well over the next couple years and will have two years of eligibility for Wisconsin if he takes his COVID year. So I think he'll slot right into the Badgers and and be uh, a guy that comes in and and is probably a starting shooting guard when you look at it. Last year, averaged 14.9 points. 2.8 rebounds, 1.9 assists, and 1.6 steals per game while shooting 44.6% from the field and 33% of his three-pointers and was one of the best free-throw shooters in Wisconsin, or excuse me, one of the best free-throw shooters in the nation, making 84% from the charity stripe, and he'll come over and be a nice piece for Wisconsin to kind of stabilize that. When you look at this, to me, this seems like a guy that comes in and is is really your Brad Davison replacement. Now, in terms of Brad Davison, he does not necessarily fit the same picks, but he's going to come in, be your starting shooting guard, a guy that you can trust late in the game to knock down free throws, so you're going to get the ball in his hands. He's going to give it to you. But I think in terms of what Brad Davison and him to kind of differ, Pleasant's really a a good shooter, you know, 33% from beyond the field, a guy that can knock the shot downs. And Brad Davison throughout his career kind of had some peaks and valleys in that regard, but there were times where when he caught fire was one of the best shooters uh, for Wisconsin. I know this past year he didn't have the shooting numbers that he quite wanted, but I think this is a situation where he comes in and kind of gives you, when you look at Wisconsin's offense, what worked through this year, Brad Davidson was a huge part of it. Max Klesman can kind of come in and, and kind of take over some of that role and give you some stability um, after you know having a lot of guys depart from this team over the past year. So he'll join Kamari McGee. Uh, of course, another former Wisconsin player from Racine has transferred to come back into the Wisconsin program, so maybe they didn't land these guys the first time around in terms of their recruitment, but it's nice to see that he'll, they'll come back um, and, and be part of this program, and, and I think, as I said, Matt Klesman, likely a starting shooting guard, and a guy that can really come in and give you a lot on that end of the court, a, a really good shooter, solid presence at the free throw line, and certainly as part of anyone who comes and plays basketball for Greg Gard, a guy that can really get after it on the defensive end, we see that as well. If you watch some tape on him, so I think this is a really, really good spot for Wisconsin, and I think a nice pickup. We'll see how the Badgers keep active in the transfer portal. I know there's some other rumblings uh, on that side in terms of who Wisconsin's going to try and get after. You know, Donald Carey, you know, the the former Georgetown player, is, is certainly has, has been mentioned with Wisconsin. You've got Benjamin Bozeman Verdant. Um, mentioned with Wisconsin, former Illinois transfer. So there's a couple other guys that certainly could be. Ryan Young was a guy that they were kind of after as well. So it'll be interesting to see where the Badgers end up in terms of number of rosters, number of transfers they bring in. But so far, landing these two and Kamari McGee and Max Klusman, I think are really nice pickups for the Badgers and and give you a, a nice couple pieces in your rotation. All right. Up next, in terms of recruiting, we've got an official visit from one of the top prospects for Wisconsin basketball, 2023 four-star big man Gus Alden, who we've talked about a lot on this podcast. From Appleton, Wisconsin, moved a bunch around in high school, but he is uh, who's on a visit, visit, official visit to Wisconsin, and will probably be in town until Thursday when this episode drops. The Badgers are going to try and solidify their standing with him. I know he's mentioned in the past that he's going to probably be cutting things down in terms of recruitment in May and may have a decision before the Nike uh, tournament they'll be playing in in July. So we'll see how Wisconsin can can try and close that down. You know, in 2023, they you know, that we mentioned it in a couple episodes ago, they offered Jamie Kaiser Jr., who's one of the top wings that they're going after. In 2023, big man Gus Alden's probably the top-of-the-board guy that you want to see. So it'll be interesting to see if Wisconsin can can kind of land there. Um, I think Gus Alden's probably the guy that you're really circling as fits perfectly in what Wisconsin wants to do and hopefully they can establish a, a nice foothold. It doesn't sound like he's that close to making a final decision yet quite yet but it does sound like he's a guy that's going to be ready to cut down his offer list here and you would think based on an official visit being active in Wisconsin being here over the course of this week that it, Wisconsin will be on that cut down list but how far they can advance will certainly be Good to put on a good show this past weekend. I know it's been kind of cold and rainy in Wisconsin and tough, but he's, he's certainly used to it, and hopefully the Badgers can wow um, from the inside in terms of the program and what's going on and hopefully land uh, a player of his caliber because that's one that you know Wisconsin people who follow Wisconsin basketball recruiting have been talking about Gus Yaldon for for years now, and, and to see him getting closer and closer to make a decision is certainly something that a lot of Badger fans will be excited for, the possibility of him ending up in Wisconsin. All right, guys, that wraps up everything from today's show. As I said, I apologize for only having one episode out this week, but it's been a busy, busy week for myself, and I'll certainly try to put out as many weeks uh, of two episodes as I can and as we see fit, but getting into a little bit slower time of year for Wisconsin athletics. So we'll we'll be back with you sometime next week. As always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin.